Hey, Slingers, welcome back to a, another Word Slinger Wednesday. Uh, we're going to jump right into uh, a whole bunch of ideas that I've been kicking around about the basics of what you need to get started in this business. So stick around. We'll talk about that next. It's the Word Slinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand. Write your book. Redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours? Now, here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tomlinson, the Word Slinger. Word Slinger. Well, I am Kevin Tomlinson, the Word Slinger. Thank you for tuning into another Word Slinger Wednesday. Uh, I guess that's what we're going to call this. <laughs> it's the it's a Wednesday episode of the Word Slinger podcast, and if you are tuning in expecting to hear a guest interview, uh, I am very sorry, but uh, that's not what we do here. <laughs> At least not on Wednesdays, not on uh, this particular style of episode. If you've been tuning in for the past couple of weeks, you've you've probably discovered that I am uh, I've been splitting up the episodes between interviews and uh, this little word. Uh, afterward, word of wisdom, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so I've, I've kind of been experimenting with the format a little is what we're, what we're saying here. So right now, um, I'm experimenting even further, actually. I'm uh, tinkering with, uh, this is, this is going to be an audio-only podcast today. So if you have become accustomed to being able to find this on YouTube, actually, you're, you're probably not listening at all right now. <laughs> Because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do a video, and there's a couple of reasons for that. One, um, I got incredibly frustrated today as I recorded this episode once already, and then uh, everything fell apart, and I was unable to a series of uh, freakish instances. Hi Siri, <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, a series of uh, really. Things like that <laughs> just happened. Technical glitches, goofy things that happened uh, caused it to not just not work. <clears throat> and there just comes a point where I start to question what the value. I'm not seeing a lot of uh, subscriptions on YouTube. It's just not the for this this format doesn't work on YouTube is what I've determined. Or maybe it does, and I'm not doing it right. Eh, it could be all kinds of things. But I'm I've decided to uh, sort of fall back on my strength. I may very well not do any video episodes um, <clears throat> going forward. The, the frank truth is I was just recording myself doing this show this way anyway. So there you have it. Um, so that, But that is not what today's uh, Word Slinger Wednesday or <laughs> Wednesday Word is about. Tell you what, vote. <laughs> Tell me what you think I should call this. Um, this this part, this type of episode. I'm leaning towards. I'm leaning towards a couple of things, but I'd love to hear what you have to say. Pop on over to wordslingerpodcast.com, hit the contact button, or leave this in the show notes of this episode. And just tell me what you think um, I should call the show. I've had a couple of people chime in, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think I got a general direction. So <clears throat> anyway, so this this week, uh, this Wednesday, I wanted to talk to you about something that's it's kind of been it's come up a couple of times. I had a whole conversation with Roland Denzel a few days ago, 
that that was sort of on. It kind of went to this place, um, <clears throat> but the uh, and I'm sorry I keep clearing my throat in here. I'll try to hit the mute button like this. That way you don't hear me cough in your ear. Um, anyway, I had this conversation, and it's something I've been thinking about for a while. I've been trying to kind of pull together a blog post on this topic. It's actually a little tougher than you might think to uh, discuss this topic because I don't want to oversimplify it and I don't want to overcomplicate it. So I'm trying to find the medium middle ground here. But the idea is what, are, what is the absolute minimum you need to, uh, to have a author career? Um, now, what I've decided for this episode, at least, is to focus just on the writing portion of this. So the minimum you would need to actually write and publish your book. Um, so no, there's there is no component for marketing in this. There's no advice on uh, you know uh, anything other than anything beyond sort of the mechanics of actually writing. And so uh, that's going to simplify this just a little. And then uh, in a future episode, if you are particularly if you're interested in this, um, I'll expand on this topic. But so. To tell you, uh, to kind of get you into the right headspace here, uh, the conversation I had with uh, Roland involved um, this idea of authors sort of constantly being on the lookout for a uh, an all-in-one solution for everything that they need. So they want something that le- that helps them, uh, you know, map out the book, plot the book, uh, build the characters, build the settings. Uh, you know, write the scenes, tag the scenes, uh, organize everything into chapters, uh, do all the editing, find all the grammar and uh, other issues, as, uh, and then, you know, reorganize the book, spit it out as a, um, uh, well, an ebook in whatever format they want, uh, and or publish that ebook to uh, all the various storefronts. And, you know, the reality is that that's becoming much closer to a reality <laughs> it's becoming more real uh that something like that could exist uh specifically we were talking about uh an app that is making the rounds but uh this all of that stuff could apply to scrivener which is my writing tool of choice <clears throat> but what it what kind of came out of this was some some thinking about you know it isn't necessarily the best plan in the world to have an all-in-one uh, tool. I mean, it, it can be, it depends on the tool. Um, but let's just talk about Scrivener for a second. I love Scrivener. Scrivener was the, the sort of breakover tool for me because for one, I had spent most of my career writing a uh, copy for clients and, and employee and employers and for myself, <clears throat> uh, in Microsoft word. So word is the, it's the tool of choice for no matter what industry you're in. If you're going to create written words on a page, Microsoft Word is going to come into play at some point in that process. Uh, you can't work in any professional industry in this, on this planet without Word uh, factoring in somewhere. <laughs> so Word was uh, my first choice when it came to you know writing my books. Now I had written books, I had written other lots of things in uh, tools outside of Word, <clears throat> uh, especially in the years before Word existed. And yeah, that's, I am that old. Um, but, it, you know, Word became the tool of choice. And so, I, you know, that's what I fell back on. So for me, 
um, Scrivener represented a way to write in a new, fun environment, and if you'll permit that, um, that wasn't Word. <laughs> so what was happening for me was I was spending, you know, 8, 10, 12 hours a day writing copy in Microsoft Word and then uh, stopping by a coffee shop on my way home from an office or something and putting another couple of hours in in Microsoft Word. And it just felt like more work. It took the soul out of me. Uh, I didn't feel creative anymore. I felt, you know, drained of energy. I felt like here I am slugging away one, you know, two more hours out of my day, four more hours out of my day uh, spent in this wretched software, you know, <clears throat> and I actually like Word quite a bit. It's the most powerful writing software to my knowledge. I mean, I, I've used practically everything and this is, the Word is really robust, uh, sometimes too much so. Um, but Scrivener represented a whole new way of thinking about my writing. It was nonlinear. It allowed me to uh, write in scenes and within chapters, just like files within a folder, reorganize all that stuff if I needed to. This scene would be work better in Chapter 3 than it does in Chapter 10. Uh, this chapter would make a better Chapter 7 than a Chapter 3. Uh, so I'm able to reorganize on the fly if I want, or uh, after the book is done, I can retool it and, and restructure it. And, uh, that's great. I also liked the, the cork board. <laughs> that was probably the first thing that attracted me to Scrivener was the stupid cork board, which I don't even use now, <laughs> but I had, uh, I had come in after an era of, uh, doing a whole lot of, uh, screenwriting for documentary mostly. And, uh, to keep all the stuff organized, I used an, an actual cork board with uh, three, three by five note cards. So <clears throat> being able to do that virtually was comfortable. So that was one of the first things that, that attracted me to Scrivener. Uh, also, it has a story <laughs> in that it was created by an author. That's always a hook for me. I'm going to get into that in a future episode. But um, anyway, so Scrivener was a tool that, that was comfortable and fun for me to use. Now, here's the deal. Scrivener, for the longest time, uh, was only available, I believe it was only available on uh, Mac. Um, so, But then it became available on PC, uh, but it wasn't as good uh, for a long time. I think now it's, they've solved a lot of these problems. And then eventually it wasn't available on uh, iOS where I really wanted it. Uh, so there were times where even Scrivener was kind of frustrating to me. And I branched out and tried other things. Tried Ulysses, which I really did like. Uh, and then they went to a paid model and I didn't like that, uh, among other things. There was also a, a couple other factors in me switching away from Ulysses. Um, but there's, you know, there's been a lot of those little apps. So I've been thinking about this for a while now. What is the... Um, Ultimately, you know, what does it come down to <laughs> when you are uh, when you're looking at the uh, what it takes to do this work? Does it take a Scrivener? Does it take a Microsoft Word? You know, these are these are software platforms that are actually quite expensive. Um, so you don't necessarily want to uh, drop a bunch of cash to get into this when you don't know if you're going to succeed. Um, and, you know, granted, most people can afford some something, you know, you can afford one of these apps. Scrivener is like 40 bucks. So, um, I, and I say that so cavalier, but not everybody has 40 bucks to throw at something like this. So bare minimum though, let's just face facts. There is that old school method 
of sitting down with a pad and pencil and uh, scribbling out your book in longhand. I still know authors who do this. You know, I know plenty of authors who do it. Uh, it's sort of almost shocking to me that there are that many people who write their books longhand. Uh, my hand cramps up just thinking about it. But there, but there is some appeal in that for me. I've written longhand short stories, articles, all kinds of things. Uh, I carry around a Moleskine notebook pretty frequently. I've got lots and lots of journals all around me. Uh, so there's been plenty of writing that way in my life. Um, and that is one way to go. And in fact, I have a story. Uh, so, um, a couple of years ago, I was just sort of thinking, you know, pondering the nature of being a writer and the accessibility of it. Um, and I decided I would, I would do a little experiment. I like to keep my eyes open. I like to keep my eyes open for resources. I'm a, I'm a very resource oriented guy. Okay. So I thought, well, I'm a resource oriented guy. I'm always looking for like, where was the last time I saw a, a coat hanger or a screwdriver or something in, in case I've locked myself out of a car or, you know, I need to fix something or whatever. And I keep that stuff in my head, uh, sort of a little, uh, buffer of that stuff. So I thought, well, I'm going to start looking for the materials I would need to have a writing career. Just, just, I just spent like a couple of days doing this. Like, I'm just going to, wherever I go, I'm going to look around and say, okay, I could use that. I could use that. I do this as a matter of course anyway. Um, I'm always kind of keeping my eyes open in case there's a, you know, in case I need a, a, that, <laughs> that rock or that brick or that, uh, you know, uh, whatever. And this is how I find a lot of money, by the way. <laughs> so keeping my eyes open for uh, things that would help me write. I took uh, one of my regular morning walks. I'm going, I'm heading for a uh, donut shop, actually, where I tend to sit and do a little bit of reading and writing. Uh, not anymore. I don't live anywhere near this place. Um, and oddly enough, I don't think I ever bought a donut from this place, but while walking through another parking lot to get there, I spotted someone had dropped a ballpoint pen. Like that's a writing implement. I will pick that up and uh, I went ahead and picked that up. And then I get to the, uh, the donut shop and I order my coffee and they give me a receipt and they, for some reason they gave me this super long receipt, not a lot on it. And it was uh, the backside of it was entirely blank. So uh, I thought, well, there's some paper. I have a pen. I'm going to write something. So I, I spent a few minutes writing out uh, basically something that became the, the front end of a uh, blog post. Uh, and, uh, you know, I had, a, I had a good time with this. I mean, I, this is a kind of fun exercise, right? And I thought, well, okay, so that's handwritten. Now, how would I get that to a digital world. Now I had my phone with me. So of course I could sit there and type it in, you know, bit by bit on my phone. I thought, you know, that's kind of cheating. I brought that with me. Uh, if I didn't have that with me, how would I do this? Now that the answer there is it wasn't an immediate thing with my phone. I could immediately publish. I can instantly publish. Uh, and I got another story about that coming up, but without the phone, I, I had to think of some other way. You know, if I were, if I were just completely broke and the only means I had was this, you know, this pen I found on the ground and any scrap of paper I could pick up, how would I go about turning that into a writing business? Um, and the answer for me, uh, on this particular trip was, 
um, once the sun was up, once the, the world was active and moving, I uh, walked to uh, a, the local library was very close to where I was. Once I was in the library, uh, they had several computers that I could sit at for free. And uh, once you're sitting in a computer, you get op- all kinds of options. Now, I wanted to publish this, right? So I, I used um, uh, Google Docs, you know, uh, which is a free Office Microsoft Office level tool. And I typed up what I'd written in and I kind of finished it and... You know, and then I did the copy and paste, and I, I could have easily done used anything else. I, since I was blogging this, I could have just written it in the blog platform. There are a million b- free blog platforms, um, so that meant I I went from finding a pen on the ground and using a receipt to sitting down in front of a computer and publishing what I'd written, and it didn't cost me anything more than the cup of coffee I'd paid for. And I could easily have skipped that and just written this on uh, any scrap of paper. And I didn't even need the pen or the paper, really. <laughs> I could have just gone to the library and sat down and started writing. So um, now that's a blog post, but the same thing applies. Google Docs, for example, will let you spit out that uh, your work as a Word document or an RTF file. Guess who uses that? <laughs> you can actually upload that to um, draft to digital convert your manuscript that you've created into uh, an EPUB and a Mobi file, uh, distribute it worldwide right from there, um, and uh, start making some money on this thing that you, you know, wrote while from, using a pen you found in the parking lot. Or skip the pen and just go straight in and write your, uh, your book in Google Docs. Um, uh, fast forward, now I went to... Uh, a conference in Orlando. You've heard this story before <laughs> if you've listened to the show for a while. But I was in a conference in Orlando and I had some time between conferences. I had multiple conferences going on. Had a couple of days and decided I would go do Disney World. Actually, I basically had one day. I had one day and I uh, decided I'm going to go to Disney World today. So I went to Disney World, <clears throat> had a great time, didn't want to take, carry a bunch of crap with me, so I had my phone and that was it. Um, so I am, uh, standing in line for the flight of passage ride, which is the, if you go to animal kingdom, they have a whole avatar world for some reason, Disney owns avatar. Now for some reason, despite this movie being, you know, forever old and only one movie and wasn't even all that great, uh, they have an entire section of a park in Disney World dedicated to it. And I have to admit, the park itself is much cooler than the movie. Um, So I'm waiting for this ride. It's a three-hour wait. So I took my phone out, and I had recently had a conversation with Michael Leron. Now, you can benefit from that conversation because I did an interview with him on this topic later. Um, and he told me, and you can find that, go to wordsingerpodcast.com, type Michael Laron, L-A-R-O-N-N. Um, he told me that he'd started writing all of his books using his iPhone and typing using his thumbs on the screen. And that blew my freaking mind. (laughs) So I wanted to play with this. So I started doing a lot of stuff on my phone. I started writing blog posts. I started writing copy, um, marketing copy for Draft Digital. 
And I uh, decided, well, what if I applied this to fiction? So I started, while waiting in this line, I wrote a little short story using nothing but the iPhone and my thumbs, right? Went much faster than you would think. It actually went very well. Um, but from that phone, I was able to, uh, you know, I, I wrote it in Scrivener. I was able to output that as a Word document uh, to uh, Dropbox. I was able to upload that Word document to um, draft to digital and from draft to digital I could convert it to all the uh, ebook formats and uh, I went on uh, Canva and used their little free ebook cover thing and made a cover for it uh, complete with an original image and everything and then I uh, wrote the description and I wrote all the metadata stuff and uh, you know chose a title and got it all pulled together and uh, I got all the way to the point where I could have pushed publish and stop there because I, I wanted to go back and edit maybe expand do some other things with this story so the point there was in that three hours three hour window of standing in line because I was by myself I didn't have anybody to talk to everybody had their loved ones and family with them everybody's laughing and having a good time I'm feeling a little lonely so I write a short story and made me feel much better <laughs> and uh, and by the time it was all done I could have press, pressed publish on that and put it out into the world where it could have started making me some money. And so I would have turned that that waiting time into writing time. Uh, all that took was a smartphone. So I love that idea because years ago I used to write using a uh, Palm Pilot. Now if you don't, if you're not old enough to remember these, the personal digital assistants, PDAs, they were the precursor of the iPhone. Most of you, I think, probably lived through that era. But uh, I had a Palm 5, which was uh, a fairly fancy Palm Pilot, and I had a little keyboard for it. I even at one point had a little digital uh, laser-generated keyboard, laser-projected keyboard. It would project the keys onto a tabletop surface, and I could type that way. Uh, that didn't work all that great, so I didn't use it much. But I did have a little... Uh, a little thing that the that the uh, PDA snapped into, the Palm Pilot snapped into, that had a keyboard. It was a great keyboard. I really wished I could get one like it for my iPhone because um, it all folded up. It was perfect. <laughs> but I, I mean, I love the idea of a folding keyboard. I've got like a dozen of them, and I still can't find one that's that I really love. Uh, but I was able to, uh, you know, wherever I was, I this was. I had laptops, but they weren't very battery efficient, uh, and and this was small and portable. I could carry it in my pocket, so wherever I was, I could stop and do some some writing. And I wrote lots of articles. Blog, and uh, this was pre-blog. No one knew what a blog was, but I was I was basically you know writing a blog, um, a sort of web journal, and um, you know I did a lot of short stories, things like that. And it was all mobile. Well, that that thing is just like this little monochromatic screen that doesn't even have internet access. It's just it was just an organizer basically, but it, it gave me this tool that shaped a lot of how I do my work now. Um, but the idea is to look around. Uh, the The bare minimum that you need for this is a is a pad and pencil. You need to be able to get this stuff online these days. Uh, but even that is kind of, you know, it's kind of iffy. Like, you don't necessarily have to publish online. 
Um, there are ways to go about this where you never touch the internet at all. <laughs> but I, uh, I don't know. I argue the efficiency of that. But the real point here is you can create a career from almost literally nothing. <laughs> it just takes, you know, looking around and figuring out how do I get my words on the page. Um, now, we've talked about writing uh, uh, as in sitting down with a pad and pencil or sitting down with a keyboard. Um, but it's equally as effective to go ahead and just dictate what you're writing. <clears throat> um, I read Kevin J. Anderson's book. I think it was like The Millionaire Writer or something. Hold on just a second. I'm going to take a little sip of water. Hold on. Mm. <clears throat> mm. That is lubricating. Um, he wrote, uh, Kevin J. Anderson, he was talking about one of his favorite things to do, which is to, um, to go hiking on the, the trails, uh, near his home in Colorado. And while he's doing that, he carries a little voice recorder with him and he dictates his books as he goes. Now that's fantastic. I've never really gotten into that, but I could see how it would work. And I was talking to actually Roland Denzel about that very idea. He likes to use dragon, um, and he has a PC and, uh, you know, I never got into the whole dragon thing. Uh, you know, I kind of played with it when they first introduced it years ago and I played with it. I've played with it a few times since, uh, I just don't feel all that comfortable, especially sitting in front of my computer, um, dictating. It just doesn't work as well for me. It's not the same vibe for me. However, I could see how, uh, doing it on the go, walking and talking, uh, I think that might work well for me. Now, to do that, you could use a voice recorder, or you could use your mobile phone. Um, now, if you're using a text-to- or speech-to-text software, things can get a little tricky, um, but uh, but there are ways to make that work. Uh, but, you know, I, I like... Um, I don't use this yet for narrating a book, but I've used a service called Timmy, which is uh, spelled T-E-M-I... Dot com. It is a uh, service that will, it uses the same sort of software basically that will uh, translate your your words into text automatically and uh, it costs you about six, uh, $6 an hour, about 10 cents a minute actually. So um, I've played around with it a little. I was going to use it for transcriptions for the show. Uh, it's not perfect, especially when you got more than one voice recorded. So you have to, you will have to do some editing. But uh, if you don't, if you have a Mac and therefore can't get the Dragon software, uh, or if you don't like, you know, dealing with that that sort of thing, uh, this is another option. So you can, so you don't even have to be able to type or write, you know, physically write to write a book. You can just narrate it. <laughs> now, one of the advantages of that is if you do it right. Um, you could even have your audiobook uh, sort of pre-recorded. <laughs> I don't see how you could do that really uh, fresh without editing. But, uh, you know, stranger things have happened. Um, but it does get you kind of used to the idea of reading your work out loud. Uh, and if you're going to do that, you, you very well could record your own audiobooks. You could get really good at this stuff. So the point there is uh, there are no real limitations here. Um, and if there are limitations, you know, they're usually extenuating circumstances and you can, you, you can find a way to work around those. Uh, it, what it takes is looking around, 
seeing what resources you have, and putting those resources to work. I've had people tell me I could never write on my cell phone, even with a keyboard. You know, I love my Bluetooth keyboard with my phone. I love to write that way because um, it's, it's hyper-portable. You know, I mean, I can be anywhere. Um, but I've had people tell me I could never write on the phone. The screen's too small. I'm blown away by that very statement. Given that I, ha I used to have a word processor that had a little strip of monochromatic LCD screen and uh, I basically could see about half a sentence at a time. And I wrote entire books on that word processor. <laughs> so to tell me that the phone screen is too small, um, you know, I think it's just a matter of adjusting. Uh, the point is there is a way. And you might have to compromise a little on what you think it means to be a writer. But you can get this done. So the bare minimum, the bare minimum to write is uh, to find a tool that works for you. And uh, that means it works for you physically, it works for you in terms of your budget, works for you in terms of productivity, uh, but it's out there. You do not have to spend a lot of money on software of any kind, apps of any kind, equipment of any kind. You know, there are some people who buy a Mac so that they can use Scrivener and Vellum. You know, um, Scrivener's available on PCs, like I said, but, you know, Vellum isn't. Um, you know, you, I applaud you. Um, if you've got the budget to do that, do it. I do, so I do. Um, but maybe you don't. Uh, I, I went to the flea market this past weekend, and uh, I saw hundreds of small laptops and large laptops that people were selling for, like, less than 25 bucks. <laughs> Some were selling for more, uh, but a lot of a lot of these were working laptops that people were selling for like twenty five dollars. Not the latest and greatest, of course. You might have to reformat them. You know, uh, there will be some blemishes on them. You know, uh, so you can you can do this. I mean, my first laptop came from the flea market. I paid twenty dollars for it. It was a monochromatic green screen, tandy laptop, clamshell laptop. This was the first laptop I owned, you know? So um, the point there is there are more resources out there than you're probably aware of or that you're thinking about. And it doesn't take that much to actually do this. So, uh, And I ran you through a whole process of getting that you know, book onto, uh, you know, into distribution using Draft2Digital. I'm biased towards Draft2Digital, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of other ways to do this too. So that's it. That's the basics. That's all it takes. And I know you can do it because uh, I've seen, you know, a few thousand of you do it. <laughs> if you're not, if you are still struggling to write your first book, um, then, you know, I just want you to know there are no real barriers. And if you are already writing um, and you're thinking about, you know, maybe you feel a little inadequate. I don't have a Mac. Maybe I should do virtual Mac, pay, pay a monthly fee so I can use Vellum. Uh, you know, maybe I should uh, save up and buy a new MacBook Pro or whatever. Um, it's fine if you do that, but it's not necessary. And that's the point I'm trying to make. So uh, I'm at time, uh, a little over, and uh, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, if you have questions about this or anything else, please hop on over to wordslingerpodcast.com. Let me know what you're thinking. Uh, let me know what you think of this and this format and everything else that's going on. Make sure you subscribe to the show on uh, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Spotify. I'm everywhere now. Um, even on YouTube, though. Heck, man, I may not. I may not do the show this way on YouTube anymore. Who knows? Uh, let me know what you think about that too. So, anyway, I am happy we had this time to chat. God bless each and every one of you. Make sure you subscribe. Got for that in one last time. And I'll see you all uh, this Friday. See you Friday with a whole new episode uh, talking to GP James. So you're not going to want to miss that. So I'll see you then. Word slinger.